Ladies and gentlemen, this is David Mirakatani with another episode of Matt Chat. Today I am joined from Princeton University by assistant coach Joe Dubuque. Joe, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks, dude. Appreciate you having me on. How's uh, how's life going out there in Jersey? It's going good. Uh, a lot of exciting uh, events happening this weekend, so uh, you know we're just ready. We're ready. We're prepared to uh, tackle this weekend. That's one of the one of the many things I wanted to talk to you about. So let's let's go ahead and start with that. Uh, I want to kind of end with the All Star Classic, but tell me a little yep. bit about the Princeton Open that's going on. That's Saturday with the All Star Classic being on Sunday. So tell me about yes. the Princeton Open and who all who all what teams are coming in and that sort of thing. Okay, so um, so we were talking, uh, and you know, last year we had Brett Harner. Uh, wrestling the all-star classic which was in cleveland um but we were also scheduled to bring our team down to the uh, southeastern open which was you know the virginia tech open right um on that sunday so you know me and coach chaplin at the time uh brought uh, harner out to cleveland and you know coach Ayers and coach gray they took the team down to virginia so uh Right after the All-Star Classic, uh, you know, me, and, uh, me, Coach Haplin, and, and Brett Harner jumped in a car and drove seven and a half hours <laughs> down to Virginia, uh, you know, wind up getting in at like 3.30 in the morning. Um, you know, again, I mean, you know, it was a little hectic, and so we kind of wanted to avoid that situation where we we're splitting the team up, you know, where we had two guys staying back and then, yeah. you know, two coaches bringing a team somewhere. So we said, you know what, why don't we just – create an open, you know, it was actually coach, uh, Gray and coach Ayers talking and, and they said, Hey, you know, I think it'd be best if we, uh, if we just ran an open here and, and we can keep the team here, we can keep the team together. Uh, same thing with the coaching staff. We keep the coaching staff together. Uh, and we felt like we can really create a, a competitive open with the teams in this area. So, um, we talked to Ohio state, they're actually bringing, you know, almost a full team out to the open, which is very exciting. Yeah. Uh, Lehigh is bringing, you know, 15, 20 guys. Uh, Drexel's bringing guys. Hofstra's bringing guys. Um, Lockhaven. Um, Ryder is going to bring, you know, almost all their guys. Uh, Rutgers are going to probably bring a lot of their backups just because they're competing uh, that day. Um, so it, it's, it's going to be an exciting competitive tournament. Uh, but the one thing was is that, you know, we decided we're not running this thing to make money. We're really running this thing for our guys to get matches and get competitive matches. So we capped it at 250 uh, wrestlers. So it's it's going to be over. I mean, it's probably going to be the fastest open tournament ever in history of college wrestling because <laughs> we're literally ca- we're we're starting at nine o'clock in the morning and we are ending it. Doesn't matter. Like we are ending this thing at six o'clock at the latest because we got to start setting up for the all-star classic the next day yeah but 250 you got 25 man brackets and you guys obviously know how to run and talk oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah that's it's, great it's going to be conducive i mean honestly um you know for a first tournament where where guys are wrestling seven eight matches and and they're going until nine o'clock at night it's just not it, that's where injuries happen that's where injuries happen sure. that's yeah. that's when you know you don't have the best interest of the athlete in mind when you're running these opens uh, I think, you know, and here's the thing, it's a double-edged sword because the, the school running it, they have to make money. You know, they're running this for a fundraiser. They're probably sure. running it 
to fund a lot of their budget and, and things like that. So, you know, I can't, I can't be too, too mad at them just because, you know, it's, it's just what they have to do. It's, it's what they have to do to, to raise their budget. So again, I, I think it was, uh, you know, we're fortunate that we have a great support staff uh, here at Princeton that, you know, has worked with us to, to put on this event. I mean, there was nothing going on in Jadwin gym uh, on Saturday. So we just felt like, it was a great opportunity for our guys to stay home, everybody stay together, and still get matches. Everything you said makes sense, and I think one of the things that people may not think about is when you, like last year, when you split up and, you know, then you guys drove back in the middle of the night and everything, let's say you couldn't have seen your guys wrestle the next day or two of your coaches didn't get to be with Harner. Is this the ability to have all your coaches watching all the matches because different eyes see matches different ways and can help your guys improve in different ways? That's a big advantage that your whole team is getting by you guys putting this tournament on. Uh, I mean, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, I, I work with, with I work more with certain guys just because they might be my weight or, or my style a little bit more. So I kind of know. Uh, you know, I know what they do, and I, I know what they, they have to look for. And same thing with all the other coaches, right. you know. I yeah. mean, we work with everybody, but everybody kind of has um, the guys that are that are specific to their style and, and that they're kind of their corner coaches. So it, it's good for the athletes to have all of us there um, and, and to be able to, to be coached, you know. It's like you, you, you coached them from – from September and to up until this point. So, if, you know, it's kind of like, you know, defeating the purpose if you coach them all the way up to this point and then, you know, the day of competition, you're not there. I mean, even though, yeah. you know, I'm, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, you know, do coaches do a lot? I mean, not a lot of, not, not everybody wants to hear this, but it's like, do we do that much during the day of competition? No, it's, it, the, the work is done uh, up to that point, but it's a, it's a comfort level that the athlete feels, you know, where, you know, their, their coach is there. They got their back, you know, you know, short little uh, nuggets of wisdom before they wrestle is, is always good. So, um, you know, again, I think it's it's great for our athletes to be able to sleep in their own beds uh, and, and to wake up and, and wrestle in a tournament where they're going to get some great competition. They're going to get, you know, four or five matches and, and kick off the season here in Princeton. Yeah, and you guys may be starting a trend where the places that hold this NWA, NWCA All-Star meet in the future, decide to do something similar because it kind of makes it, sense. You know what? It, it actually, uh, another reason was to entice uh, because a lot of a lot of teams don't wrestle in the All Star Classic because of that reason. Because they have, you know, they might be going to the Michigan State Open or or the, you know they already scheduled an Open where you know they don't want to split their team up. So they're like, ah, you know, thanks, but we're gonna have to right. yeah. you know decline the invitation now. Hopefully. Uh, you know, when there is an open, that's the, the day before the NWC, all, you know, NWCA All-Star Classic uh, at that site, it'll entice, you know, more coaches and more teams to accept those invitations so, that, so they can bring their whole team. Um, and that's a, another reason why we wanted to do it, to kind of entice those coaches to say, hey, you know, you don't have to split up your team, bring your whole team here, you know, and you just don't have that one guy wrestling in the open, but you can have, you know, your whole team doing it. Well, I think it's a great idea. Hopefully, Mike Moyer is listening, and we'll be talking to the host of of this of the All Star event in the future and saying, "Look how Princeton did it." You That's know, it. yeah, trends trendsetters. Hey, if somebody's got to go first. I like it. That's right. So, um, you know, I was looking 
at your schedule as we were getting ready to talk about this. And, you know, normally you say to, you know, you do these interviews like, man, you guys have a really good schedule because it's the right thing to say, right? But yeah, yeah. your guys' schedule is actually really <laughs> freaking good, man. Like, like oh, this would be oh. like if I was pulling it up on my phone and we were sitting there eating a hamburger together. I'm like, oh, my God. I mean, you guys went way out of the IWAs on a lot. I mean, yep. I mean, obviously you have Navy and Lehigh. I'm just going through in chronological yep. order, Navy and Lehigh. But then VTech at MSG. And then yep. Ohio State, the weekend of or the week of finals. I mean, that yeah. that's a nice how do you do to start off the first semester and then Midlands. <laughs> and then you got some serious Big Ten flavor with Purdue and Michigan, right, when you get back from the holidays. Yeah, uh, and then you, then you also add in Rutgers. You, ought to, you also add in Cornell. You add in Ryder. Yeah. I mean, I mean here's the thing. We uh, – we want to put our we want to put our guys in stressful situations, right? Uh, especially competitively. We want we want our guys to know that they felt every single or they at least had an opportunity to feel the best guys in the country, so that when they do get to the national tournament, they're prepared, right? Right. They're not they're not caught off guard. You know, if they if they draw a Big Ten guy first round or second round, they're comfortable or they're comfortable. They know they know what they got to do. Uh, where if you just wrestle, you know, you just wrestle in, interconference guys, and and you don't you don't venture out and you don't chase down competition, then then our guys get to the NCAA tournament and they're not prepared. They just don't know what it what it is. They don't know what it feels like uh, to be in that type of match. Um, so I think that was and honestly, our philosophy is anybody, anywhere, anytime. We don't care. We just don't care. And I think we we want to get our guys numb to that, uh, where it's like we're not like I mean for us we're not protecting anything. But, sure. Right. No, but I know, get what you're saying though. We're yeah. we're the first ones. We're the first ones to jump on. I mean, you know, Ohio State they couldn't get anybody to wrestle them the Friday night before Beast. They they came up with this idea they wanted to wrestle a dual meet Friday night before Beast. Nobody would do it. Nobody would take it. They called us. We took it. We said, and that was after that was after we had scheduled Virginia Tech. We had scheduled, you know, Purdue and Michigan. Obviously, Lehigh's, you know, top ten in the country. Yeah. Uh, Rutgers is always on the the schedule. Cornell is always on the schedule. Ryder's always on the schedule. It's like, you know, we could have easily said no. You know, we could have said, hey, man, we're, you we're know, good, we're, we're pretty, we're good, yeah. we're pretty jam packed. <laughs> yeah. But we said, you know what, this is this is what, and and that's and that that philosophy is coming from the top down. You know, Chris Ayers is, you know, he's he's built this thing into, you know, something where. Teams want to wrestle us now. You know, teams want to wrestle us. They don't feel like, ah, you know, it's, it's a wasted duel if they wrestle Princeton. They know that when we wrestle, when we step on the mat, it's going to be a tough-ass, you know, duel. Yeah. We're going to wrestle. We're going to fight. We're going to scrap every single second of every single match. And I think that's why, you know, teams are uh, reaching out to us. And they want to – they say, hey, you know, let's, let's do it. Let's, you know, Princeton will wrestle us. They don't care. They don't care where. They don't care when. And you bring okay. good kids, and you're bringing, yeah, a good lineup, too. Yeah. That's the other yeah. part of it, yeah. Yep. There's two things that really pop up in my mind from what you said. First of all, how smart of it is you guys to be there at the Beast, you know, that weekend. <laughs> Beast of the East for the people that don't know what we're talking about, but one of the premier easily, you know, high school season top five tournaments in the country. And for you to be out there, and obviously you and I spoke about this last year when in the show, the recruiting pool for Princeton is a lot smaller than other schools. So, yep. you know, to be, you know, 
east where you know these if kids are usually generally from you know a certain radius there but where princeton wouldn't be like gosh you know it's it's all the way across the country and then to see all those guys and them to all see you that makes that's so smart and then the second thing is by pure happenstance i happen to have breakfast with sean last year like i think it was either the I think it was the Thursday morning of nationals. Like we were just in the hotel, happened to eat in the same spot. His description of airs is so similar to yours. Just the high energy level, the leadership, um, also letting each of you guys kind of excel in the areas that you're great at and teaching you guys in the areas you want to get better at. I, I just found that, you know, it just seems like you guys are all singing from the same hymnal, and I, I have to, I gotta say that must be a real credit to Ayers and how he how he really runs the program from the top down. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, he's uh, you know he he's easily one of the most organized people I've ever I've ever you know been around. I mean, he has a plan for everything. Uh, I love I love his attitude of just you know he wants to do it big. You know, he he loves the big events. He wants to be unique. He wants to be creative. Um, you know, in everything he's doing with just advancing the the brand of the program and, and just the program in general, um, you know, and he and he lets me, Sean, and, and even Nate, you know, the you know he's our volunteer, but I mean we are bringing him in on so many projects and and having his uh, input in on this, it's it's great. I mean, um, you know, I've been in this game for 12 years now, so you know, I'm still learning from him, uh, which is amazing. And, you know, it's exciting for Sean, you know, he was a, an associate head coach at, at Boston and he's right. coming here and he's, and he's still learning. Um, so, you know, I'm really excited for Nate Jackson too. Uh, this is his first year in the coaching. I mean, he's coming into an environment where again, we're, you know, we're really, uh, pushing him and, and, and teaching him just, all the aspects of coaching, you know, it's not just about high crotches and single legs, you know, it's, right. it's, it's about promoting your brand. It's about promoting your program, um, everything, uh, all the way from, you know, the youth level to, to the Olympic level, um, is what, is what we really want to do. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm so, I'm so excited and, and really lucky to be, uh, in this program, um, and to be able to, to lend a helping hand, uh, and, and kind of bring this this program where Chris had a vision, you know, taking over this program 12 years ago. He had a vision, and and it might it was pretty murky back then, but now it's starting to clear up and it's starting to really come to fruition. Um, and it's just so exciting. Where uh, it's just a buzz, man. I mean, I think you know every time, and it's great. I mean, people are, are taking notice, and they're always like, "Man, you guys are doing a great job," and you know the, the program's coming along, and, and we see that, and it's great, and it's great. But it's it's not where we want to be. You know, top twenty-five is not our goal. We don't want to be there. We want to be in the top ten. We want to have multiple. We want to have multiple All-Americans. We want to have guys who are competing for national championships. We want national champions. And here's the thing. Five, six years ago, we said that same thing, and people were like, you know, most of the people said, looked at us like we were crazy. Like, uh-huh. what are you guys talking about? You didn't even <laughs> send anybody to nationals. So, so you didn't even have a national qualifier this year. And we're like, so what? It doesn't matter. We're going to get people who are going to buy into our, to our vision and, and what we're talking about, and we're going to produce those guys. We're going to produce those All-Americans. We're going to produce the IWA champions. We're going to be a top-ten team. It's only going to be a matter of time. 
So, and now our guys are seeing it. I mean, I'm getting goosebumps right now just saying it. Let's, so get, let's it, get pumped, Joey D. It's, it's, let's it's go, awesome, baby. Man. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm so excited for this weekend. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's competition time, right? It's yeah. It. This, yeah. Is what, this, is what, this is why we coach. This is why we recruit. This is why we promote all our, you yeah. know, this is why we get all those, you know, kick-ass duels. Like, it's, it's time. It's time to go and wrestle. And so, you know, we're, we're just freaking pumped to do it. Yeah, for sure. And you can, I mean, you can, you know, seriously hear it in your voice. And, and, and I don't think people really understand the amount of work that goes into really building a season and like, you know, the recruiting, you know, you know, a lot of national titles are one, you know, most of them are, are the, the framework is one in the off season, recruiting these guys and coaching yep. these guys in the off season and getting them ready to go. And, you know, when you were talking about that, you know, that whole, the whole thing you were talking about there about, you know, the excitement level and the growth of the program. I was at Iowa state uh, at agony and Ames coaching and got a chance to talk to Metcalf and St. John. And I asked him a question and I think it's, it's an interesting question for almost everybody. There are different stages of coaching obviously than you are, but they had spoke, I asked them, you know, what is your favorite part of coaching? what is your least favorite part of coaching and how has, you know, in their case, Dresser, but how has your head coach helped you improve where, where, you know, where you don't feel comfortable. So you've been doing it 12 years, but I still think there's probably stuff you like more than others. So what do you like the most and, and where you still feel like your learning curve is, is, is the highest or the steepest? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I would lie if I, if I didn't say competition, you know, just being scrapping being, with the guys. Yeah. Well, no, 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 not even me. I mean, just being there when they're in competition. Oh, okay. You know, like coaching, coaching a guy, you know, from from the from before weigh-ins until the end of the competition, whether it's a dual meet or whether it's a tournament, you know, just being in that battle with my guys and and you know, knowing that I I may have a little bit to do with with the success, the success that they have. Uh, that day, you know, I don't have all of it. It's not all about me, but you know, knowing that I can, I can give him a little bit of knowledge or, or, or a little bit of advice uh, to, to help him win a match, win a position, um, be smart in, in, you know, in certain areas in certain situations, um, you know, kind of tell him, Hey, tell him how to, how to, refuel after weigh-ins and and how to get warmed up and get prepared you know stuff like that is like i love that i love being there for my guys uh especially the day of competition uh for me you know steepest learning curve uh you know just i mean everything in the office and you know there's always things that you, you can get better at i mean obviously organizationally uh i think that's something that you know i i i I struggle with and I work on on a daily basis. It's like, you know, be organized, you know, make sure you have all your drill sessions written down and make sure you're on, you know, on time and stuff like that. It's like, you know, that stuff is, you know, I'll be working on that till, you know, the day I die. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully I won't be late to my funeral. Um, so it's like, it, it's just, um, that stuff is always, and honestly, like I, I love being around these guys because I'm still learning like different techniques for different people. Uh, I, I've totally changed my philosophy of like, there's one way to do things, and you know, it's this way or it's wrong. Um, 
you know, I've come into this and, you know, really looked at it from a, a broad spectrum of, hey, there's so many different body types. There's so many different styles of wrestling. I mean, you can, you know, do a high crotch, you know, 15 different ways and they can all be successful. So I think you just, you know, really being, being the best coach you could be is knowing your athlete and knowing what's the best thing for them. Uh, not saying, hey, this is what I do. This is how I do it. This is the right way you should do it. It's, it's knowing your guy and knowing when, say, okay, my way could help you the best. Or, you know, Coach Ayers' way could help you the best. Let's get him in here. Or Coach Gray does this really well. Let's bring him in here. Or, you know, wow, I saw Coach Jackson do this. I think, you know, this is an area where he can help you really succeed in this position. Um, so I think that's something that, that I've really, um, you know, changed my philosophy just in, in, in that way. Yeah, and it, I, I think as people, you know, as you get older and wiser, right, like part of it is just checking, you know, maybe not you, but are checking our ego at the door and going, hey, certain people do things really well, and if they're – if you have access to them, if Nate Jackson teaches X, Y, Z move, the best of anybody you've ever seen, that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. You know, and yeah. I, I think when you're young, you're like, oh, I can do it just as good. At least, I mean, I think that's how I felt. And then you get older, you're like, no, that guy's pretty dang good at that. I should yep. probably not only let him teach it, but maybe pick his brain and, and try to get better at it myself. So I, I, would, say, I, I would say I have a, a, a greater appreciation for uh for technique honestly like um that's you know, even when i that's even when i was even when i was in college i, I really kind of relied on you know speed strength and athleticism um you know i did things well um but i didn't i never really had a a mind for trying to search out every every piece of technique of every position and every situation uh where now as a coach um it's just changed it's changed for me i i i have fun with it i mean i'm still doing i'm learning things and i'm doing it when i'm wrestling and and it's and it's cool i mean obviously it's a little different for me because i don't have a you know i don't have any competition left in me so there's no risk involved and there's you know nothing like that but it's just I, I've had a, a greater joy in, in, you know, seeking out new technique and actually doing it. It's really honest. And I think that the coaches that get left behind, whatever level, Little League up to world level, right, they're the ones that refuse to open their mind, you know, to, to evolve. Yep. And, you know, you, you evolve or you get passed up. And it's, exactly. an easy, it's an easy statement to say, but – to evolve, a you got to go put in your time. You got to go put in the effort. You got to go to, you know, tournaments. I uh, a good friend of mine who's a high school coach was at Super Thirty Twos, and he came back. He's like, Coach, man, they it just keeps the game keeps getting you know raised, and you <laughs> yeah. know, in a good way. Like he's one of those guys yeah. who loves to study it. So it's not like yep. it ain't going by him. You know, he's a part of the curve. But yeah, um, you know, the fact that he just observed that, I was like, all right. My man's on point, you know, like he's he's yep. looking at this the right way. And for for somebody, you know, who's won what you've won and who's, you know, has, you know, been a part of a team that's brought, brought Princeton back to prominence. That's it's a really insightful statement, you know, about yourself and about the program. I think that's 
really cool. And I think, you know, for the younger people that listen, like, look, with everything you've won in your stage in life, if you're still opening your mind and learning, then, then everybody needs to be doing that. So that's super cool. So thanks. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I was looking at our rankings, and we currently have you guys ranked 25th. Um, which is interesting because it's we have you know it's twelve points obviously it's advancement and place points but no bonus. Yeah, yeah. But what I you know I kind of look at the rankings in tiers. You know like you know if you've got a hundred points and I've got twenty, I'm really not that close. But you've got a hundred and I got ninety nine. That's kind of a coin flip on who's better. Yep. And you're in a tier where at eighteenth is Wyoming with sixteen and a half, and down to Pittsburgh's at 11, you know, with uh, tied for 29th. So it feels like, you know, if you guys can just do a little bit better than, you know, what we have to be projected at, top 20, top 15 finish really isn't out of the question at all. So well, yeah, go ahead. So, so just speaking to that, um, here's the thing. I mean, we're exactly where we should be, right, ranking-wise, all right? I mean, we, we only have one returning senior. We have four returning national qualifiers, which is great and one returning All-American. So it's, it, you know, from a ranking standpoint, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. But this is probably the most talented team we've ever put on the mat. But they're super young. I mean, we're going to be, uh, you know, I mean, we're going to be freshmen and sophomores, probably more than half of our lineup. Um, so it, it's something that's very exciting for us because, yeah, we don't know where we're at. I mean, we, we, have, a, we have an expectation, right? Right. Um, but you know, who knows until we get out into competition, how, who knows like what these freshmen are going to do when they're out there. I mean, uh, I mean, I have high hopes for these guys. They've, they've worked their tails off and they're, and they're super talented. So, I mean, again, the sky's the limit. So 25th in the country. Yeah, whatever, you know, I mean, that's, Hey, we're not mad at it. I mean, again, that's where we're at. We have one returning all American. That's, that's where we should be in the preseason rankings. There's no way you guys can tell where our freshmen should be ranked. I mean, they never competed before. So, right, um, right, yeah. so again, I mean, you know, rankings are it's great because you know it's either it's either something to to pump your guys up and say hey we're doing a great job or it's something to motivate them and say yeah look at these guys you know they they don't have us ranked here. So um, <laughs> it's it, funny it, to go off on a quick tangent, but when the college football ones came out and Alabama wasn't number one. They said that, you know, all the people said, man, Nick Saban is licking his chops, that he can go to his guys, you know, in the morning and go, they that's, don't even think we're the best team. <laughs> you know, you know, that's what he wants. It's that's so exactly funny. what he wants. Because, yeah, because exactly. he's, he's, here's the thing, it's, it's great, it's great, because I listen to all his interviews, he's awesome. He's so pissed, he's so pissed at the media for telling uh, everybody how great his team is. Yes. And he doesn't, and he doesn't tell them. He's like, no, you're not that great. You, you suck. Know? Yeah. Yeah. And then when, and then, and then when they come out in their second, he's like, he's like, ah, see, see, they, they, you know, it, it's awesome. It's, you know, head coaches, they got to play these mind games. You know, they play mind games with the media. They play mind games with their, uh, with their athletes. It's, it's great. I mean, it's, you know, it's you reality. Have, it's reality. It is reality. It, it, you, you always you have to make sure there's balance, right? You, if you feel like your your team is is too overconfident or too confident, you got to bring them down a little bit. And if you think like they're you know they're down in the dumps or you know they they don't have a good um, you know uh, you know image of themselves, then you got to pump them up a little bit. So it, it, you know this coaching gig. I mean, it's so funny. My wife 
she makes fun of me. She's like, God, what do you, you know, you're, you're a wrestling coach. What do you do? You, you wrestle and you probably play on, you know, track wrestling and Intermat and, you know, all, all these other, all these other uh, websites and stuff like that. It's like, you know, hey, you know, I, I do more than that. <laughs> It's a little more complicated. <laughs> I might make a recruiting call now and then. Yeah, I might yeah. men, I might mentor a young man now and then. <laughs> I might sit down and just talk to him about life and help him get through yeah. a tough time now and then. Yeah, yeah but for the most it. part, it's basically PlayStation and wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, tell me, you know, tell the folks a little bit. We've got. Uh, you know, obviously Kalasnik is the the highest guy we have from your program in our rankings. But yep. tell everybody about. You know, and I saw, you know, a couple of your guys, Kalasnik's up a weight, and then are you guys down a weight from 75 to 64 this year, or from 74 to 65 this year? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so John Schleifer's going to be dropping a weight uh, from 74 to 65. Um, he was never really a big 74-pounder, I and mean, he was strong, uh, and it never really was an issue, but, you know, we he just, he just felt like he didn't have um, – that that strength at the end of the year uh where he just felt like you know especially in these tournaments guys are getting bigger and it, it just it just wasn't working out for him so he was it was his choice he said hey I want to you know I want to make a run at a national championship and I think at 65 is is the best place to do it um so you know we were totally on board with him um same thing with Kolodzic I think you know he was a freaking big 41 pounder yeah. uh he was he was cutting a lot of weight so um and it kind of affected the end of the year with him. He, he started to kind of break down a little bit. I mean, he had some he had some injuries. Nothing that was gonna you know keep him out of any any duels, but it, it just were you know piling one on top of the other. And and uh, he felt like you know with that and with the weight cut, he just didn't have his best performance at the NCAA championship. So um, you know, and, and he is I mean pound for pound, he's one of the strongest human beings I've ever grabbed. So. Um, so we, we felt confident in him, you know, going up to 49 and, and being very successful there and competing for a national championship. Um, so, I mean, you know, again, with us, our philosophy is totally different. You know, we don't – we're not a big weight-cutting team, um, you know, but there's – here's the thing. There are competitors. There's guys. There's competitors in our room that say, hey, they don't want to be a backup. They don't want – you know, so if it's like uh, – if I'm a backup at 41, I'm, I'm going to try and go down to 33. Uh, and that's, you know, it's, it's not us saying, Hey, you got to cut down to 25 and you're cutting down to 33 and you're cutting down here, blah, blah, blah. I mean, we, we have to be smart as coaches. Uh, and we understand that, you know, this is probably one of the toughest academic environments in the country. So to, you know, po- you know, put our guys in that environment, then we have the schedule that we just talked about. Yeah. Uh, and then you pile on weight cutting. It, it's just too much for these guys. Um, so again, uh, you know, that's majority of our philosophy is that we're, we're not going to be big weight cutters. Um, we want to be within, you know, six or seven pounds all the time uh, from whatever weight we're going. And we just want to wrestle hard. I mean, that's the thing, you know, we want to wrestle tough. We want to be exciting and we want to be aggressive. I mean, if our guys can just grasp onto those three things, uh, we're going to be very successful as a team. Um, like I said, we're going to be pretty young. Uh, we're either going to be a freshman, so- freshman or sophomore at 25. Uh, Ty Gazy uh, will be at 33. He's a sophomore. Um, Pat Darcy will be moving up from 33 to 41 uh, this year. He's a junior. Um, 
Kalajic is uh, he's a sophomore. 57 is a junior. Uh, Mike D'Angelo, he's returning national qualifier. Uh, then John Schleifer, the lone uh, senior in the lineup, he's at 65. Uh, 74, we're still uh, up in the air about. I mean, basically the Open, Princeton Open is going to determine, um, you know, who, who steps in at 74 for us. Uh, 84 is going to probably be Kevin Parker uh, or Kendall Elsham, who's a freshman. They're both uh, Parker's a sophomore, Elsham's a freshman. Um, Pat Brucky will be at 97. He's actually, he's a guy you need to keep your eye on. He was I mean, in my all-star meet. He, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. He wrestled, uh, that's <laughs> in the, right. In the I mean, border brawl. Yeah. Yep. Um, I mean, he's, he, he's special. He's got a, he, he's mentally, he's got a special, um, gift and, and he just, he just works his tail off. So he'll be at 97 freshman and then sophomore, uh, then a sophomore will be a heavyweight Christian Arania. So again, you know, we only have, I think, three upperclassmen in the lineup. Uh, so 70% of our lineup is going to be uh, either freshmen or sophomores, which is exciting for us. Uh, we're confident in their abilities. Uh, we're confident in the way they work uh, and the way they, you know, they, they think about their wrestling. So, so it's, uh, it's good, man. We're in a great place uh, program-wise. Uh, recruiting's been, been awesome for us. So, you know, again, it's just we're just rolling. We're rolling, and we're going to keep it rolling. I love it. I love it. I love it. So last two things I want to talk to you about is um, tell me about the RTC, because if I understand it correctly, you guys have kind of a unique setup where you're yep. almost like in partnership with Rutgers. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, so we actually we did. Last year we, uh, we decided uh, the best thing for both programs was to combine our efforts uh, and create the NJRTC. Um, we're only 20 minutes apart. Uh, That's my you know, first question I was going to ask you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Rutgers, Rutgers, and, and Princeton are 20. We're literally right down the the Route One. Okay. So we're we're far we're a little farther south and central, and then they're a little farther north. Um, so again, it, it just it's it made sense. Uh, to be honest with you, we really don't go head to head with them in the recruiting battles just because. You know, uh, guys academically, you know, they're probably thinking more Princeton. And, and if guys who are really looking Big Ten, I mean, they're looking at Rutgers. So so we really don't cross paths, which, again, made sense for us. Um, and then, you know, the first thing was we need to get a, a high-level coach. We need to get a high-level coach who can, you know, entice senior-level level athletes to come here and train and, and try to make a world team and an Olympic team and, and get some medals. So, um one of the guys who continually came up, came up was Reese Humphreys. Um, yeah. I was, I yeah. was, uh, you know, he was, he was my time. He was a, a few years younger than me. So I, I was able to watch him uh, compete at Ohio state. Uh, and then, you know, when he graduated and went on, I mean, he, he fits our philosophy of just being exciting uh, and just kind of throwing it out there. I mean, he really didn't, you know, he, he, he laid it on the line. Uh, sure. Honestly, like he, he never held back. Uh, he was a big, um, big move guy. And, and that's what we want. I mean, that's what we want our guys to do. And we feel like he's, uh, he's got a ton of international experience. Um, he's got a great relationship with a lot of senior level athletes. Um, and I, I think he just has a love for the sport, which is going to attract a lot of guys. So for us, it just made sense bringing him on board and, and, you know, just hearing his vision uh, of what this thing can be. I mean, God, 
I was excited. I'm like, this guy, he's he's the guy. Um, it's a big so, get for you because he was at Titan Mercury, you know. So yeah. that's yeah. Yeah, and 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 he was happy there. He was happy. He, sure. You know, I remember, I remember the first time I reached out to him. He's like, yeah, you know, I got a good thing going. I don't, you know, I was like, hey, just just hear us out. Come out here. Just kind of, you know, listen to us. Listen to what our vision is. Uh, and then and then if you if you don't like it, they say, all right, you know, I'm not interested. Sure. Um, but he wound up being very interested. I I think for him it was it was very important for him to get back into the senior level. Um, he loves freestyle. That's something like that's his passion. Um, so I, I think we're going to have all the resources for him uh, to make this thing as big as he wants. So uh, he comes out. He's going to start. He's going to move out here in April uh, and get started right for the um, right for the beginning of the freestyle uh, circuit. Nice, nice, nice. Well, it's a it's it's an interesting setup, you know. And Andy Hamilton had told me he's like, you know, make sure you ask Joe about this. And it's it's a great question because, you know, it's one of the things that I saw this summer. And you know, I had a chance to interview Cody Bickley and Bill Zadek and Rich Bender twice. And Andy was obviously out at the OTC, and then he was at all the events that you know the the World Team Trials and you know the the cadet junior and senior level worlds because, you know, track had all those. And how the spirit of cooperation is there is, you know, let's say you beat me in the national finals, but we're both training for the world team. Like, okay, well, it, it goes from being Indiana versus whatever to USA on the on the front and back of both of our shirts. So, you know, it, yep. the, and people set aside those other rivalries or other competitive fires, for lack of a better phrase. And, and cooperates, and it's cool to see you guys in Rutgers cooperating, like almost voluntarily, you know, because I was, yeah. you know, the administration part of that, okay, you do your half, I'll do my half, it makes, it actually makes life easier for you guys, and it makes yep. it better for the kids, so that's super cool. So I'll just let you know, we won't be cooperating in February, though, right? When, <laughs> when Rutgers comes down here and guy with Jim, we will not be cooperating. No, no, it's RTC cooperation and yeah, love. No, yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. I just, you know, it's, it's great because we, I mean, we do, it's, it's a rivalry, and uh, but we like those guys. I think they, they bust their butts up there, really respect what they've done uh, with that program. And for New Jersey wrestling, I mean, you know, it, it, it's hard not to see – uh, when, you know, they have 5,000 people at a dual meet, um, you know, in the rack. I mean, it's, it, it's exciting. You know, they, they sell 2,000 season tickets. I mean, that, that is great for wrestling. Right. That, you know, that yeah. is great. And then when we cooperated last year and put on the second largest dual meet ever in college wrestling history, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's something that's great for wrestling. I mean, that, that, I, I want, like, that's what coaches should be looking to do. You know, don't be don't be so conservative and don't be thinking about it. it's just about wins and losses. Think about growing the sport and growing your program and growing your brand, and that's what that's what's going to help you in recruiting. You you we have things that we point to that we do. You know, again, when we have a kid sitting on our couch, it's like you want to wrestle in front of sixteen thousand people in an outdoor match. Yeah, we did that. You know, and we want to do other things like that. We want to wrestle in the theater at Madison Square Garden. That's something we want to do. Um, so, again, we're always trying to push the envelope uh, with our competitions, with our promotions, uh, with our brand. Uh, it, it's just about setting, setting ourselves apart from, from the bunch. Yeah, you guys have a great vision and you're implementing it. And I think, you know, 
you know, I live in St. Louis, so it's clearly a Midwest bias, right? And so, you know, when, um, you know, Iowa and Oklahoma State had that outdoor meet, you're like, that makes sense, right? People yep. in Iowa love wrestling. And, it does, you know, I remember people going, what about the weather? I'm like, people won't care. They'll just bundle up and go. It's only going to be hard for the wrestlers, you know, yeah. and really the coaches because they can't get warm, you know. Yeah. But um, for you guys to do that, you know, and I've recruited out of New Jersey, and, and I know you're a Jersey guy. It, it's cool that people can see the level of enthusiasm at that, in that part of the country. And I think it was cool for us in the Midwest to go, wow, those guys are getting after it up there. And, and you know, not being afraid to fail, you know, like looking at it, like yep. no, no matter if a thousand people show up or 16,000 people show up, you know, we, we succeeded, you know, cause we tried and I'm actually yeah. working on my next charity event. We're going to probably hold it outside on a football field. And I never would have thought of that if you guys, you know, if these first two things hadn't happened. Yep. Yeah. So it's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about the all-star meet. Um, you guys, you know, the, and track is, you know, I got to put in a plug. It's going to be on trackwrestling.com yep. on Sunday, 2 o'clock central time, 3 o'clock yep. eastern time. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yep. And we're really excited that track is not only doing the All-Star Classic, but they're also going to do the Princeton Open uh, the day before. So, Sweet. you know, really excited about, um, you know, track taking over the, the live streaming efforts. Uh, we feel like it's going to be great. Um you know, they, they have done, you know, they've got all the blueprints and, and where where the cameras are going to be and everything like that. So I think it's going to be really, they're going to be pushing the envelope uh, from the past uh, NWCA All-Star Classics. I think they're really going to try and uh, set themselves apart uh, just in, in the different things that they're doing to bring the live stream to the fans. Yeah, Justin Tritz, who's the CEO of Track, is a frighteningly intelligent human being, um, you know, and he takes – you know, he takes advice and input from so many people. So I'm sure working with a guy like Ayers probably, you know, our heads would hurt just listening to those two guys talk. Yeah, yeah. So, like, all right, man, just tell me what Matt we're going to. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so, so for the All Star Classic uh, to be here at Princeton, I mean, it's uh, it's huge for our program. Uh, it's huge for New Jersey wrestling, and it's huge for wrestling in general. Uh, I mean, you know, we hate bringing it up, but I think we have to bring it up. I mean. Back in the, the middle 90s, the program was dropped. You know, they, they dropped wrestling here at Princeton. Um, and then, you know, the alumni fought to get it back. Uh, and then, you know, they got it back. And then, it, you know, it wasn't supported. And then, you know, there was, a lot of, there was a lot of work and there was a lot of fight to get this program to where it is right now. And for us, you know, especially for, for Ayers to think 12 years ago that he would host the, the, the All-Star Classic here at Princeton and, and sell this thing out. Um, it, it was, it was far fetched at the time, but again, you know, we're, that's what we're about. We want to put on events that are going to get fans excited about wrestling. You know, last year, again, it was about the battle at the birthplace this year. It's about the all-star classic. So, you know, and, and on top of it, I mean, we're breaking new ground. We're going to have the, the women's matches right yeah. next to the men's matches. I mean, this is something that's, that is that never been done before. And we want to do it. And that was something that, you know, we, we said as a program, this is something we want. This is something we want to showcase. Um, you know, and then you look at the matches. I mean, for, for the men's, we have eight top five matches. 
you know, uh, of ranked guys. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, let's, that run, is gonna let's, be... let's run through those real quick just so people know. So yep. there's 10 girls matches, women's matches, and yep. we, we did our podcast yesterday and talked about the quality of wrestling there, about world team members and medalists, and, you know, it's, so it's, amazing. it's really, really strong. The men's matches, 125, number one, Darian Cruz versus number four, Nick Piccinini. 133, yep. one and two, Gross versus Misich. Uh, 149, two and three, Jack versus Meredith. 149, Max Thompson versus your guy, Kolodzik. 157, Alec Pantaleo, BJ Cleggan, eight versus nine. 165, yep. Chad Walsh Ryder versus your guy, uh, Schleifer from Princeton. And then yep. 74, nobody wants to see this match, Mark Hall and Zahid Valencia. <laughs> kind of an afterthought match. No one cares. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. 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 Like we'll put that on the on the you know on the on the prelims. And yeah. then eighty four, number three and four, Pete Renda, Drew Foster. One ninety seven, kind of a sneaky good one versus two, Colin Moore, yeah, so, Jared Hall. So there's actually there's been there's been a uh, a last minute change. So I guess Colin Moore uh got nicked up a little bit, so he will not be wrestling. Uh so it'll be um uh, Hawk and Matty Ace from Penn. It oh, just made sense. It sure, just made close, sense. Yeah. Yeah, he's close, and it, it was on short notice, and he, you know, he definitely accepted it. So cool. So I mean, again, that's still going to be a good match. I think uh, Matty Ace was was uh, round of twelve last year, so still going to be a, a a great match for sure. And then Tanner Hall versus Nick Neville's three and four uh, yep. at heavyweight. So you, you said tickets are sold out. Is that right? So, no, they're not sold out right now, but, I mean, it, they're going to be sold. It, it's going to sell out. Uh, it's it's going to hold 5,200. Um, so, right now, I think uh, online it's about 2,700 tickets have been sold. We feel like there's going to be a line. I mean, sure. wrestling does it. Wrestling people do this to themselves all the time. They wait, wait till the last, last minute. minute yeah. and, they, and they get tickets at the door, So uh, which is actually going to be an amazing sight for us to see a, a line wrapped around Jadwin Jim uh, of people, you know, fighting their way in to get tickets. Uh, it's going to be, it, it's going to be awesome. Again, like I can't stress enough how, uh, how enthusiastic we are about this event and how this is going to be for Princeton wrestling, for New Jersey wrestling, and just wrestling in general. Um, you know, we're putting on a clinic uh, beforehand. It's going to be, um, you know, Kyle Schneider, Helmer Ollis, uh, uh, Brandon Slay, and myself. Um, and we we have 200 people signed up for the clinic. Well, it's, could you it, get some actually good clinicians next time? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny when I'm like, I, I'm, I'm the worst guy. It's, it, it, we're all going to be teaching at the same time, and my whole group is going to be, you know, looking at Helen and Kyle, uh, their, what they're showing. And I'm going to be there just – you know, doing moves on my partner. <laughs> you got the best hair, though. For sure. Yeah, oh, I appreciate that. You know, I, I, I take pride in that. I That's right. My beard. my beard is actually really good right now. It's fl- You got the so, whole thing flowing. I love it. So I got everything flowing. So the website is goallstarclassic.com. Is that right? Yep. And can people yep, buy tickets there? Yes. And here's the thing. If, if people are looking to do group, uh, we have group rates. So if you get... Uh, if you get 50 plus tickets, you can get the tickets at 12.50 a pop. Uh, if it's uh, 49 tickets to 25 tickets, they're at $15 a pop. And then if it's anything less than 
24. Five, or 24. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything less than 24 is $20 a ticket. Um, so you could also get a clinic ticket uh, and a all-star classic ticket. I think that's $40. Um, oh, nice. Combine that, them. That, yeah, get a that discount com- that way. Yeah, combination. So, um, again, I mean, this this thing is going to be packed. Um, again, I, I don't think, you know, Chris could have ever, you know, imagined uh, an event like this 12 years ago when he took over this program where, where they didn't even win a dual meet or they didn't even win a dual meet for two years and, and they didn't they didn't send anybody to nationals for the first four years of his tenure. So, I mean, it, the progress that, that this program has made, not only for the program itself, but just wrestling in general, yeah. uh, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, and it's, it, look, it's really good for a school like Princeton with you know, you and I had spoke about this last year, and we talked about it off the air, like literally the number one academic institution in the world. It's good It's good for wrestling that when the outsider's looking in going, a school like Princeton can be good at wrestling. Like that's a good yeah. thing, you know. So yep. so let's uh, let's do our part to make Chris Ayers proud and be proactive. People can go to GoAllStarClassic.com. They can buy the individual uh, event tickets for either – 15 to 20 dollars depending on how many they buy 1 to 24 25 to 49 or 50 plus they can also buy the clinic tickets which will be joe dubuque kyle snyder helen marulis brandon slay that'll be ahead of time of the meet the meet eastern time 3 p.m sunday i assume the clinic will be at like 12 or 1 o'clock something like that 11 to 1 11 to 1 okay so 11 o'clock is the clinic one to one three o'clock is the meet and go allstarclassic.com. We're going to do our part to, to help you guys sell tickets. And if you can't, go to trackwrestling.com and uh, watch the Princeton Open on Saturday and watch the All-Star Classic on Sunday on, on, on our live stream. So did, did I cover everything okay, boss? Awesome. David, uh, <laughs> always always appreciative of, of the support you give uh, for me and Princeton. Same thing with Track Wrestling. Uh, you guys always support us in everything we're doing. Uh, so, again, I mean, we're really appreciative that you give us the time to, you know, come on here and talk about our program and talk about the events that, it, that we're excited about. And, you know, again, it's, you know, it's just everybody trying to get everybody better. For sure. For sure. I appreciate the kind words. Best of luck this year to Chris, Sean, Nate, yourself. And uh, please, please give my best to Brucky. I love that kid. The first time. We talked about 20 times on the phone, and the first time I met him, it was really depressing. His voice is eight octaves deeper than mine, and he <laughs> literally almost crushed my hand when we shook hands. So it's like a very emasculating moment for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, man, best of luck to you this year, Joe, okay? Thanks a lot, Dave. Ladies and gentlemen from Princeton University, that was assistant coach Joe Dubuque. We'll speak to you all next week.